96,000 fans at Camp Nou. Barcelona trapped in accusations of the field. Pedri and Dembele relapsed with injuries, but this El Clasico does not disappoint. Barcelona wins in dying moments with a brilliant strike from El Presidente Shivers. Almost, I can still feel Shivers while talking about it. What a game! <laughs> I mean, you know, without without of Champions League in in general Europe, Aniket, we have little. to be to get happy for and this is these these are the games where we can become happy what an absolute madness of a game wow but just before amazing, i let amazing you, game fantastic just before game. i yeah just before i let you start welcome to the forza barca podcast because today we are just off you know there is nothing in with our brains we are overwhelmed so welcome to the forza barca podcast this is your host shubham uh I am recording from a hotel, so my camera is not the usual one. Uh, Aniket is also facing some network issues, so if there there are some issues in the video, please, uh, you know, just experience the feel that Barcelona fans are feeling today. Welcome, Aniket. Wow! Just I, then I let you speak now. Hello, guys. Hello. So today, actually, while watching the game, when that first goal happened, I I, I was devastated. I mean, Chavi was calm and composed. Even Araujo, he was calm and composed too. The whole team actually was calm even after that first goal. But what we saw after that first goal, it was amazing. It was incredible. So before we jump onto the lineups, Shubham, I just want one thing: uh, just like, share, comment, subscribe, and. we'll move this episode forward with the lineups so today was an interesting game gavi played as the false winger role inverted winger to be honest uh, he started the attacking line with lewandowski and rafinha in midfield we had frankie diong busquets and sergio roberto and in the defense line we had b a c k again but not the same way we had balde christiansen kunde and araujo playing as our right full back and mark andre tostegen as usual started as our goalkeeper yeah uh, of course araujo moving to the right back position to yeah. counter uh, vinicius junior uh, and we will talk about it how it fared in the whole game but coming back to the pedri and uh, dembele missing issue it was a big yeah. it was a big big uh, you know issue just couple of days before the game mm-hmm. because petri was doing completely fine and he was you know he was training with the group so it was such a setback when we got to know that petri is not you know going to be included in the squad uh, because just imagine this squad with dembele running uh, you know on the flank from the uh, from the left hand side with balde with rafinha on the right hand mm-hmm. side with petri you know trying to provide them balls with gavi uh to to his side with frankie de jong with with busquets it, it's going to be fire so uh, madrid yeah. fans uh, next so, time when you're going to come to camp nou we will have everyone so just imagine what we will what will happen to you yeah and i want to add one more thing shubham here uh so as you mentioned the the absence of dembele and pedri we actually felt that in first half of the game the absence of those two guys running down the flank by dembele and 
the magical midfielder uh, sorry pedri we actually felt that in first half but as we progressed in the second half things changed but before moving on to the second half uh, it was an unfortunate moment for barcelona it was i think if i'm not wrong it was ninth minute of the game uh, mm. a shot by vinicius junior probably it was going nowhere across actually somehow it, it was meant to be oh, across sorry, yeah. yeah oh again yeah actually it was across but yeah as i said it was going nowhere there was no real madrid player in that box so he just crossed the ball in hopes that some th- some magical thing could happen and as expected some magic really happened there in the form of araujo just heading that ball inside our own goal unfortunately mark andre tostegan saw everything but as helpless as he could be yeah uh, it was it was all the momentum did its play and he could not shift his momentum from the other side to other so yeah that was 1-0 real madrid leading the game but as i said earlier even xavi and all his men on the pitch were calm and composed they did not lose their temper at that particular moment they knew that we still had 80 odd minutes to play and they really really played their game well for those yeah, I mean, of- this is this is one of the changes that xavi has made in this yeah. team uh, because yeah. earlier we used to talk about how we used to crumble you know as soon as we Uh, had these one zero, you know, like first conceded, uh, like the first goals uh, which were conceded. Yeah. But Xavi has sort of imbibed a feeling of you know trust uh, in all the players that are playing on the pitch, uh, and not just that, it's it's a feeling that we can win, we can mm. take this game till mm. the last minute of the you know of the clock and win this game and try to win it. So yeah. it's a, it's it's a great point that you mentioned that Xavi was composed and. Araujo, of course, uh, you know he he was composed and it did show in his game that you know he was still playing well. Uh, but one thing which really really disappointed me in the first half was there were lots and lots of crosses from Balde uh, from the left from the left hand side as as you mentioned, yeah. and uh, sim- I mean you know unfortunately his crosses did not have luck as Vinicius Junior's cross had. uh because it was absolutely shambolic first half you know in in terms of crossing from the, from balde mm-hmm. not one cross was going you know successfully onto uh, mm-hmm. any barcelona player's mm-hmm. head so unfortunate uh, you know unfortunate from balde because he could do so much more than just uh, you know True. shabby crosses and that showed that changed in the second half and we will talk about it uh the game was balanced real madrid was you know i, I felt like real madrid was uh playing more comfortably like with that 1-0 lead uh, real madrid should have and must have gone for the second one because when you press yep. Yep. harder yep. and you you know you go harder and when you get that second one then it's a cushion and then you can sit comfortably because even barcelona will get in a pressure because 2-0 like 2-0 trailing is is a big deal you know uh, so i feel that real madrid lost a chance a big chance uh, yeah. also i felt real madrid were much more comfortable before uh, they were trying to play safe before because two changes which uh, you know uh, 
at the La Real Park podcast, you know, with with the Real Madrid uh, podcast that we did this preview with. Um, to all the listeners, I would like to tell you, please also go and check their content. Um, I discussed yeah, the same thing. Their, is, we would put their link in the description below, so you can just go and check their link as well. Yeah. So the the one thing that I mentioned, uh, even with those guys, is Real Madrid with nine zero. I'm sorry, nine point. Uh, you know, back from 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 Barcelona, coming to this game with just twelve games to go after this game. I felt Real Madrid had nothing to lose. So they should have and they mm. must have gone all blazing, all guns blazing. And playing two, two things, I was really disappointed with them from Ancelotti. One, playing Valverde as a right winger. Uh, you know, you had you have Asensio, who, who was quite good in the second half and we will talk about it later. Who, like they had Rodrigo yeah. also played quite, quite well uh, after he was being subbed on. Uh, so these two players could have entered in front of you know instead of uh, Valverde, Fede Valverde on the right wing. Second thing I felt Nacho as a left back, you know it's it's more of a comfortable choice because you can go for Mendy who is who gives much more uh, like full backish kind of effect. You know he can run down those flanks like like Balde for example, like Alfonso Davis. So if you are gonna play safe. You know, it's never going to end good for you, especially with 96,000 fans booing you because, you know, whatever happened off the pitch, the fans were relentless and deservingly so. But 20, 30, 40, 50, I, I don't even remember because I'm just lost in the time. Uh, seconds ago, seconds before <laughs> the, the halftime, Rafinha, actually before even going, you know, to that goal, Rafinha gets gets a cross from someone, I guess Balde, and he was alone in the box. Yep. Perfectly, yep. you know, that with that karate kick, misses the ball. And I was going crazy in my hotel bed. I was like, you know, jumping, like, what the hell, man? What what are you doing? And then Shubham, so you are not alone in that situation there. Yeah. You are not alone there. Like it it was not just you who was jumping with anger yeah. and frustration, yeah. like what the hell and everything. Each yeah. and every Barcelona fan at that particular moment had the same emotion in their hearts. Yeah, yeah. But man, after that, uh, Araujo collects the ball, gives to you know, gives inside somehow, uh, gets deflected. Rafinha gets the ball once again, tries to make a shot, a good shot, you know, uh, gets defended by or gets blocked by Militao. Reaches Roberto, who is standing in the box. Barca's third captain holds the ball calmly and goal, 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 one, one. Just before the halftime, what a feeling. I lost half of my voice in, in that goal. Man, what a feeling. <laughs> I'm telling you, what a feeling. I made two goals and twice just before the, the whistle, what a feeling. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. What a feeling. Twice. Barcelona the, go to the dressing room with heads high, 1-1, 96,000 fans just cheering, you know, singing the song aloud, drums just on the roll. Wow. I mean, I just I just feel envious, you know, because I, I just to, you know, let, let all the listeners uh, know, I live in north of France. Today, I am in south of France, which is just few hundred kilometers or maybe few <laughs> few kilometers away from Barcelona and it's just it hurts that you know 
so close yet so far but you know not my personal problem right now we are just happy that barcelona won the game moving on so as we go in the dressing room each and every barcelona fan was literally happy that we scored uh, the equalizer before the half time and we were having the expectation that we would win the match somehow we we don't know what chavi was going to do what his plans were what uh, uh, his coaching staff was giving some information to the players whatever these guys did we were just hoping that we would win the game and exactly that happened in the second half barcelona started much strongly uh instead of crossing the ball altogether from that right wing position uh my bad left wing position from balde crossing the ball inside the box they started giving through balls and that changed the face of the game completely i mean there was some couple of chances like the great ones i could remember one of those uh lewandowski who just kicked the ball uh, half volley type i would say just missed by inches if i'm not wrong if that would have been one of the goals it would have been really awesome uh but in that first 10 minutes in second half barcelona took the game took everything in their hands and there was no real madrid player to be seen on the pitch it was just barca 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 it was all chavi ball and chavi neta on the pitch but for those 10 minutes i was pretty scared for real madrid if i would have been a real madrid player that time man you 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 got to see that particular 10 minutes that that 10 minutes those 10 minutes were fire for sure so aniket is back uh, with with a video uh, for a change because earlier it was <laughs> a set of pictures but yeah the quality of camera is bad but again today is not about technology today is just about emotion the emotion barcelona fans don't have don't get to feel too often so coming back uh again the the point that you mentioned about you know couple of chances for lewandowski and rafinha it was i mean those 10 minutes as you said i i was i was amazed and i was i was so surprised as how is it possible for barcelona to not take the lead because i mean yeah. i mean we we yeah. had enough chances to just chance of chance just to get a lead comfortable lead and then sit back or maybe to go even even more even more intensely intensely anyway uh, chavi brings on the first substitution bring to 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 make the first substitution chavi brings on kesie uh, to replace the goal scorer roberto uh, at 77th minute an interesting choice because Uh, at this at, the, at this point of time i think uh, ancelotti had brought on like five players yeah he had yeah. already he had already finished his substitution if i'm not wrong and yeah. uh, i was just i was just thinking like you know which players chavi might might uh, you know take on uh, but the thing is it it's it's quite confusing because i was so confused like for example just imagine uh, you you are the coach uh do you take gavi out because gavi isn't having the best of his games but he can do much more intensely for the 90 till the 90 you know fifth or 100th minute his legs never stop so do you take him out do you take roberto out because he has scored a goal he can create and, he and has the confidence you, 
Roberto was having an incredible, incredible, incredible game. game. Exactly, not yeah. just about that goal, but he was having yeah. an incredible game. True. Do you take Puskas out? No, because he has, <laughs> you know, okay. Uh, I think four five times he misplaced the ball or just got dispossessed. But apart from that, he had a fabulous game. Do you take yeah. Frankie De Jong out? No, because he was also having a brilliant game. So I, I was thinking, like, I I actually really want to make this substitution. Because uh, on one hand, it, it's not always good because we are winning. I mean, we are drawing the game, and it could be interesting to bring on Kessie, or it could be interesting to bring on, let's say, Ferran Torres or Ansu Fati to replace someone uh, to play on the left wing. But who gets out? And Xavi made this decision, uh, and apparently, his substitution turned out to be a good substitution. But anyway, uh, then the second substitution uh, made by Xavi was Rafinha was substituted by Torres at 83rd minute. And uh, the the last substitution was Fatih coming in for Gavi, who gave everything till 91st minute. You know, at one point I think close to 90th minute, he he just lied on the pitch, taking some breath. And even the commentator said, "Yes, Gavi, Gavi needs some oxygen." And it was so funny the moment. But yeah. um, 85th minute, uh, it was almost a disaster. Uh, Asensio, <laughs> Asensio, just after coming on for Madrid, like few minutes. Uh, scores the tap in, uh, just taps the ball in to lead, to give the lead to Real Madrid temporarily as Pierre comes in to rescue, uh, as they disallow the goal rightfully by the way because I'm gonna you know I'm I'm just yep. I'm not in the mood because enough is enough 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 of this uh, referee and corruption shit you know uh, if you have evidences and we have talked quite uh, with humility and humbly in all the podcasts and you know even in the podcast that we talked about Casa Negrera uh, if you don't have any evidences go fuck yourself you know i'm 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 not going to take any punches just, just, it's 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 not possible because it's hard being a barcelona fan anyway and then you're accusing someone of the worst thing they can do you know as a club while the motto is more than a club so Go fuck yourself. If you don't have any evidence, go fuck yourself. Because if you cannot see that offside, I'm sorry, you need uh, more education on how the rules work. That's as simple as I can go. You know, as humble I can go and as, you know, I don't know, like as uh, civil I can be. <laughs> no, and that, that call was really good. Uh, I would really give some credits to the referee there because he was the one who referred to the VAR as opposed to what we were talking about in the podcast. Like uh, in one of the, the previous podcasts, I could remember that Kessie was the one who, uh, like Valencia was denied of that penalty, right? If I'm not wrong, Shubham? Yeah, uh, Valencia. Kessie, Kessie, yeah. exactly. Kessie made the foul in Valencia. We was were the one who said... Yeah, yeah we, we were the one who said that that must have been given the penalty. So yeah. if if something is wrong, we say say that this is wrong. But if something yeah. is right and today's decision, it was fucking right, man. Yeah. So yeah. no, no, nothing, no bullshit about that decision. It was yeah. it was good enough. I would say rightfully the goal was denied. And yeah. what happened in 93rd minute is it kept all of us jumping in our chairs, clapping. I mean, I, I I was gone mad what happened in that 93rd minute. Like, the goal started from... Man, I, I'm speechless, to be honest, but I need to describe this goal. 
so what happened was Carvajal was on that uh, out of the box uh, thing on the left hand side of the pitch. Lewandowski, he dribbles that man out and what he did was incredible. At that particular moment, uh, I was actually angry with Lewandowski that he did not score that many goals and he did not convert those go uh, convert those chances into goals. But that particular moment when he gave that back heel pass to Balde, I am like all of your uh, whatever you did in this game has been cancelled off right now. That was an incredible back heel I have ever seen, which was given to Balde. And as calm and composed, Balde from the left wing gave it to Kessie. And man, that shot from Kessie, what that guy thought. Even Kutwa, he actually guessed where Frank Kessie was going. He dived, but his cross, his, his shot was so perfect that he was just a mere spectator and he could not do even a thing. The former Milan man taps the ball with optimum power. Goal for Barcelona, 2-1 Barcelona leading the game in 93rd minute. Uh, probably 95th minute if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I'm lost of time. I don't podcast, care about the this time podcast here. Has, yeah, the, this podcast has no connection with time and facts. Yeah. It's just this, emotion. This, yeah, emotion just I don't know what time was, but it was surely after 90 minutes. Whatever happened, happened. That goal made all of us run around the pitch, run around the... I was the, actually watching in my room. The apartment for I us, was, yeah. Yeah, around, I was watching. Run around the apartment. Exactly. I was like running, clapping. I mean, I was out of bounds, but yeah, amazing yeah. goal and amazing game today. Yeah, I mean, it, it was brilliant. It was uh, as you as you said, uh, you described the goal quite well. But just to you know, just to mention it once again, I absolutely. I mean, there are two things I need to mention here. First thing is Kessie mm-hmm. is that strike was that I mean. It's just a tap-in, to be honest. It's just a tap-in. It's not like uh, you know, a goal from outside the box or like a... It was not like a beautiful goal. It was. It's just a tap-in. But the thing is, it's happening at the right time. I mean, you have to be there in the, the right position at right time and keep your head calm. And, you know, the first touch, it could have easily skewed outside the box because the, the power that he uses... The Kessie, the power, sorry, the El Presidente Kessie used was quite high. So with that power, it, the, the ball could easily you know, skew outside the box. But it was perfectly in. And the emotion, he cried after that goal. His first goal, official goal, because you know, you know, even in the, in the previous goal, it was Kessie who made that goal happen. It was eventually uh, given as an own goal from Milichao. But yeah. Brilliant goal and brilliant emotion. And this is how you can understand, you know, a player's passion towards a club. The way he celebrated with, you know, with his family. It was it was beautiful. You know, it was brilliant. It was heart-wrenching stuff. And uh, by the way, uh, losing in 90th minute uh, in El Clasico's, and Carvajal crying and lying on the pitch is the best possible love story you can see, you know, uh, when it comes to Barcelona. I, 
I was so happy to see his face because the way he acted in the whole game against Gavi, you know, trying to get a yellow card. I mean, trying to get Gavi a yellow card and trying to see, oh, trying to stimulate, simulate and uh, something happened to his nose and, you know, that was the perfect end to his story. A but brilliant, you know, brilliant that's what, that that's what Real Madrid, sorry to cut you here, but that is what their tactics are. You can see that with Vinicius Jr., what he does. You can see that with Carvajal, what he does. You can see it with Militao, what he does. Going back, Ramos was the one who was their uh, crybaby, I would say. They used to do that. And this is the in their nature, I would say. But today's game, man, they gave... Barcelona was firing the shots in this game, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just saw this. Uh, so I want to mention is uh, Ancelotti, of course, I mean, we all uh, already saw this, but Ancelotti in post-match conference said that we deserve to win today. Uh, so we yeah. discussed, Aniket, you know, just before the podcast is how, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know how delusional one person can be. What game was he watching, to be honest? You know, if if he says that uh, we deserve to win the game at Bernabeu in the last time, uh, you know, in the first leg of Copa del Rey, we can understand because the game, the tactics that you that were used by Xavi and the game in general was not formed for by Barcelona to win it. But this game, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know, it's as simple as that. And then uh, it's fine. You know, it's fine. It. it he is the coach and probably he just wanted to give the fans and uh, the board, uh, you know, the dressing room that they hope in, in the hope that he has not lost the dressing room. Uh, but something which he mentioned and, uh, you know, which was quite stupid, to be honest. He said, we will have, we still have doubts about the offside call. We are going back to Madrid with doubts. So, Xavi in his post-match conference also uh, questioned this comment because he was not happy and he, he mentioned that the, the offside was quite clear, uh, which was very clear to be honest to me as well and to you as well and you know uh, to the whole world who knows what an offside call is. Uh, the problem I'll tell and this is I don't I I'm not a, I'm not such kind of a person to be honest you know and to to all the listeners who, who are watching you know, who, who are watching us repeatedly and thanks for that by the way. Uh, we don't accuse someone or a club of unprofessionalism or whatever. But this is too much. This is enough of, you know, what's going on off the pitch. Uh, first of all, the problem, I'll tell you, with Madrid fans in general, or in general Madrid, you know, as a club, as a as a team, as a board, uh, they are mad now because their offside calls are getting caught. This is the problem. It was offside before. Mm-hmm. It is offside now. But now there is VAR to catch those offsides. And that is the most integral problem. Uh, when Ronaldo scores goals and goals versus Bayern Munich in the final, completely offside with Mark Lattenberg, openly comes out. Okay, then he did not talk about that Bayern goal, but uh, he talked about Atletico de Madrid goal. That he comes out and he talks that how uh, the goal was offside uh, I think Ramos was offside and yeah. he asked his assistant, did you see that? It was offside, right? Did you see that? And no connection. 
and then two minutes later his assistant says oh i can hear you now uh, there was no connection and after the goal was given and mark tells him or asks him oh you can hear me now you did not hear me for last two minutes and you know you are talking about an offside call which was actually an offside call caught by var this is i mean i'm telling you this is the only problem the the problem is not that if they are getting offsides or not offsides right now they have always been getting offside goals the That's problem sure. is var is catching it now and they are just trying to build a narrative against barcelona uh, yeah. that oh uh, barcelona are getting all these things uh, by the way just more and more offside yeah yeah just uh, i have a stat actually so i will just give me a second and i will because we are if we are here mm. we can talk about this stat So till you find your stats, yeah. Shubham, I would know. I have, yeah, I have found it. it. Okay. I have found it. So Perfect. this season, Barcelona has got two penalties. Madrid has got ten. Uh, Barca has got six red cards. Madrid has got one. You know. Mm-hmm. So this does not happen when referee is against you. So mind you, the world is not against you. The the league president openly comes out as a Madridista. He mm-hmm. he is. obsessed with how only madrid can sign mbappe and he hopes that mbappe signs for madrid and he openly comes out and changes rules so that barcelona cannot sign a teenager who has been given the first team contract for the first time changes the rules appeals in the court deregisters the player against court's judgment and then court tells la liga that this is wrong please don't talk about you know partiality focus on the game because this is the first time we have been extensively talking about these things because we just like to talk about football but whatever is happening on twitter is forcing us to do it yeah yeah and the truth needs to be spoken shubham you know like we have been quite since a lot of time like whatever happened whatever uh, Yavi Arteba said, "We were not going to say it, but once you shove it in our face, then you will get the replies, right?" Yeah. So this is our form of replying to them. Whatever they did, it's wrong. If you are, if you are league president, and if you are coming out to be supporting one team, what what would the other teams face? Like, forget about Barcelona; they are their biggest rivals. But even Atletico Madrid, they would have some. some concerns about the league right if your president is madridista and if he is biased about that team he would not favor favor any team standing in the position to his favorite team so that that being said i hope that these things changes and we would have an unbiased uh, uh, what do you say we would have an unbiased view on the game yeah we can just, just hope that you know yeah it's just it's like i don't know yeah just accept ex- understand the rules get educated yeah and uh, the world is not against you that's the only message that we want to we want to tell you anyway uh, this is the perfect time to say that barcelona are 12 points ahead of madrid now with 12 games to go so we will have to lose four four matches more than madrid to uh, come par with them so it's a big leap towards chavi's first league and uh, i i just hope that we can even i mean we can win the league with even more number of points 
and Madrid yeah. drops more points. Since you have talked about Xavi, I have one more uh, actually stat to share with all you guys. So I'm going to read this stat. Uh, since taking over at Barcelona, Real Madrid is the team that Xavi has beaten the most. 4-0 last season at Bernabeu, 3-1 in Supercopa, 1-0 in first leg of Copa del Rey at Bernabeu, and today 2-1 in La Liga, making his first wing at camp now against Real Madrid. So that is an interesting fact, to be honest. Like a manager like Xavi deserves this, I would say. It it it's it's such a surprising start to be honest. Like he is in charge of uh, Barcelona for eighteen months, and this is his first first El Clasico at Camp Nou. So yeah. yeah, but but all credits to him, and I, I let let us hope that he can win his second uh, El Clasico at Camp Nou as well, which is the second leg of Copa del Rey on fifth of April. Yeah, and what a feeling Important to complete. Match. To complete this, this you know, this triangular series kind of that we have with Madrid in <laughs> one month, and I hope that they can they can uh, finish their season with more and more tears. To be honest, <laughs> so uh, having said that, let us move to the next segment of this podcast, which is TV part of the match. Uh, it was quite a difficult part of the match again. Uh, those match days where you know there are multiple players that. To, deserve and today I, I I think Rafinha was one of the candidates Christensen who not put a foot wrong in the whole game brilliant play and thank you Chelsea once again for giving him to us for free <laughs> um, another player you know who would have won one of the match was Kessie probably because he the, the, the nerves of steel that you talk about at the at 90 plus minutes uh, you know you talk about I, I don't know, even uh, Balde, for example, had an absolutely wonderful game with that assistant, you know, with constant runs. But I think Roberto uh, deserves the game, the, 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 the man of the match award today. And he was also yeah. officially the La Liga, La Liga's man of the match as well. What a player. I mean, we have, he's a player who, who, who we have criticized a lot in the past. And, you know, we, we wouldn't shy away from it. But he has shown the world how good of a squad player he is, you know, Anikin. Uh, but kudos to DAB Podcast too, because, you know, we have been yelling that his position is best suited in a four-player midfield. And on the right between, on the right-hand side, where he doesn't have to go back to to have defensive defensive duties. I mean, of course, he needs to go back and defend, you know, to press, but not primarily as a defender. Mm-hmm. And between a winger who is a natural winger, so he doesn't have to, you know, go in front uh, to that crossing. He played his man of the match game in this position. Yeah. So we will give sure. an award to ourselves as well. You know, have you seen that meme? Well, you yourself are giving a medal to yourself. Back your back, back yeah. your back style. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what a brilliant player and a great, uh, you know, squad player for sure. Probably Chavi is watching our podcast like secretly or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I think again, only no. Chavi telling uh, 
other Barcelona fans can probably help us to gain some subscribers because right now we need them. <laughs> That's true. But incredible game by Sergio Roberto. His positioning in today's game was literally amazing. I could see him in the box. I could see him in the midfield and I could see him in the defensive line as well. So 10 on 10 for his positioning and a good game by him deserved to be the man of the match for today. So Shubham, uh, before moving on in our podcast, I have an important question to ask you. So in this game, uh, what I saw was Vinicius Jr. was a little bit comfortable against uh, Araujo in, in in today's game, actually. So what do you think would have affected Araujo's game? Was it the eighth or ninth minute own goal, which hampered his performance or uh, reduced his confidence or made some changes to his morale. What are your thoughts on this? Mm. Yeah, so I guess a combination because like, first of all, uh, you know, with all due respect to to Vinicius Jr., he, he's a great player. So he, he is not going to have an off game every time. So, you know, that's, that's, that's given. So, yeah. of course, uh, on a good day, he, he will perform good, better than than Araujo and Araujo is not a natural right back anyway. Uh, but I feel so. I feel yeah, it it might have hampered Araujo's confidence a bit, especially in the first half, because in the first half, Vinicius Junior looked quite comfortable against uh, against Araujo. Uh, had like couple of I think more than couple dribbles across him. Uh, you know, very comfortably with Araujo was nowhere to be found. You know, yeah. uh, in that matchup. But I feel it, it it could have been worse for any player if it was not Araujo. Araujo, with his you know mental strength and his belief, he came back as a beast in the second half. And in the second the second half, I I felt Araujo was much more comfortable. You know, he was dribbling past Vinicius, and you know easily taking on Vinicius and uh, also getting like nutmegs and stuff uh, to I think Ceballos. So. Um, Indeed, but you know, also a fact to mention that when uh, that goal happened, that unfortunate own goal happened, at the time, Kunde was temporarily playing as a right back, and Araujo was temporarily taking the position of uh, Kunde as a centre back. So technically, as a right back, he still did not lose the battle. But anyway, one more question. One more question. What do you think about the Araujo Kunde pairing? Like them sharing the position like when when so what i saw like as you said and you caught that perfectly like when that goal happened araujo was indeed a set playing as a center back and kunde was the right back so what do you think about their chemistry between switching on and off the positions when vinicius jr took a run from that left wing uh araujo was always there to defend him but when Vinicius Jr. was not going from that flank, uh, it was uh, Kunde who was at that position. So, what do you think about their switch and their uh, chemistry in this game? But it's, it's brilliant. Chemistry all together. It's it's brilliant. I mean, it's not just Kunde and Araujo because they you know they they. I mean, all the 
sort of all the uh, center backs they have a great chemistry amongst themselves like you know christians and araujo are normal center back pairing with kunde normally you know getting a right back position or sometimes with uh, christians and injured we had araujo and kunde so that's a great pair uh, mm-hmm. i also saw that when uh, araujo was playing as a right back today and uh, he couple of chances he 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 took the ball uh, to the to the to the front and he, he somehow came in cut in from the right back position come uh, came in uh, to go as a number 10 and roberto actually came back to fill his shoes roberto was supposed to be there but as soon as he saw that arao is coming he went back and he sort of supported him being a defender and arao was front and then they made a switch so i feel these these little mini matchups it's not just between arao and kunde it's about everyone so i think again we need to give 100% uh, points to chavi uh, for making this happen so well said chubham uh, i completely agree with whatever you said and let's move to the next point which is tfb ratings and as you all know as the name suggests we would be rating all the, all the players which played in this match against real madrid so let's start with our attacking line uh, levendowski gets a score of 7 uh, could have scored more if he would have scored all those goals converted those chances would have got an improved uh, rating rafinha with that incredible effort in today's game get a score of 8.5 sergio roberto with that goal and his positioning his effort gets a score of 8.5 Busquets had an incredible game today. He was one of our important uh, pivotal points. Uh, gets a score of eight. I could not see any mistakes from Busquets. Uh, if I'm not wrong, there was just one mistake which uh, got. It was in our box, and the opponent sh- took the shot. It was. uh blocked by tostegan that was the only mistake he made in the whole game franky dion gets a score of 8 as well uh, no mistake from him as well gavi gets a score of 6.5 nice effort from this youngster in today's game but did not do what we expected from him so a score of 6.5 for gavi moving on towards our defenders an incredible game uh, for our defenders today araujo gets a score of 7 just one mistake which was a big one uh, the goal which costed him some points gets a score kunde gets a score of 7 as well for kunde but he really did well uh, i would not criticize him for his mistakes gets a score of 7 christiansen had an impeccable game today gets a score of 8 no mistakes from this guy whatsoever saved a lots of points for us today as well and balde the only thing about balde is in today's game what we saw was his crosses uh, in the first half this man this youngster is incredible in his position he is seen in the attacking flank and whenever needed he tracks back as well so an incredible player for his position probably uh got his position secured and i would 
hesitate to see Alba on that position over Balde anytime. Mm. So incredible game for Balde and Mark Andre Tostegan as usual gets a score of 8.5. Incredible game for him as well. Ample amounts of saves uh, in today's game. Yeah, 8.5 is a good score for him, uh, I would say. Yeah, completely agree with those eight ratings. And uh, it, it feels good when to rate players when your team wins, especially in big games. So it's nice. <laughs> For sure. Anyway, anyway, Barcelona will uh, come back after international break on Saturday. So first of April against Elche at Martinez Valero. Uh, yeah. As usual, we are not very happy. Uh, with international break because international breaks in the past have not been uh, friendly to us. Uh, two good things, I mean, not good per se, but at least uh, Dembele and Pedri are still, I mean, we're still not 100% fit, so they were not able to go for those national camps. Uh, I don't know if it was intentional from Barcelona to, you know, keep them under the radar. <laughs> Uh, let us see, let us hope, uh, many, uh, especially for, for the Spanish national camp, uh, we have Balde, Gavi uh, going up and uh, major major, uh, major players have missed out this camp, uh, Ansu Fati, uh, Marcos Alonso, Jordi Alba, Eric Garcia, Ferran Torres, uh, but hopefully Gavi and Balde can come back in, in a sound condition. Uh, Kunde will be going as well. Uh, to the French national camp. Uh, Mark Anteter Stegen will be going to Germany. Uh, I, I I have not read any reports for other other players. I don't know about Lewandowski or because Rafinha was not selected as well for Brazilian camp. I'm not sure no. sure about Araujo. I'm not sure about you know Kessie. I'm not sure about uh, yeah. I guess that's Frankie De Jong as well. I, I'm not sure if I mean he he might he must go. I mean if there is an international camp. Uh, Frankie De Jong is a, is a is an integral part of Dutch national team. Anywho, uh, I hope that everyone comes back in a sound condition, and then an important game on first of April, you know, to just regain the confidence and start at the same level as we are. And then on fifth of April, we will be having second leg of uh, Copa del Rey against Real Madrid at Camp Nou, uh, a reverse fixture that we won one zero at Camp at Bernabeu. Uh, let us hope that we can continue with this momentum. Yeah. 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 So I today, hope each and every player. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say each and every player who would represent their national team comes sound and fit as opposed to whatever the injuries happened and the injuries toll on Barcelona is heavy. So mm-hmm. I would want each and every player to be well. Yeah, exactly. Post of so, yeah. So, uh, so please like our our videos and you know share with your Real Madrid fans and you know maybe you can ask them to to comment on what they think on our rant or our whatever analysis that we do on Real Madrid in general. Uh, you can ask us the questions. We are available on audio mediums, audio podcast, uh, on Spotify. Uh, Google Podcast, Ghana, Amazon, Amazon Music, uh, Apple, Apple Podcast, and so on. Uh, please, you know, follow our social media uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, our username is tfp uh, underscore pod. Uh, so yeah, just you know, 
like our content and so that it gives us the motivation to do what we do perfect like share comment subscribe for sabarsa for sabarsa bye bye barsa, barsa, barsa.